from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, the Gimmick Table, always bringing the heat, here they are, the Brothers of the D. Welcome back to the Gimmick Table, I'm Ben, I'm the Dan Brewer, and we are the Brothers of the D. We've got some great things in store for you for this episode, so if you're ready, Let's bring the heat. Let's kick it all off with Becky Lynch's suspension. Yeah, Becky got suspended because she won't see a doctor. Um, I, see, I, I see the point because remember last time she got punched in the nose and broke her nose. They removed her immediately from the Ronda match at Survival Series. So I, call, I understand. What does Becky call it? Uh, uh, doctor prison or doctor prison? Or I think that's what she's medical she, or prison. Medical or prison. One of those two that she referred to it as when she had her uh, altercations with Stephanie and uh, Triple H. Uh, Stephanie, she uh, had to rough Stephanie up a little bit, which I enjoyed that very much. And then, but did Stephanie did uh, do the low down dirty and kick her in that knee? And uh, but. Uh, Stephanie and the security staff got uh, pretty roughed up there on Raw, and then of course she had another uh, altercation with um, Triple H on SmackDown uh, the next night. Well, clearly, unlike uh, the broken nose from Nia, this is clearly a work. Uh, this isn't a real injury. There, um, to me, I think they're trying to keep her healthy. And what sticks out to me that makes it think that it's a work is when she first was selling the injury in the Rumble by Nia. She grabbed a right knee, and then when she got in the ring with Charlotte, Charlotte went after the left knee, so she had to then switch and sell the left knee. Um, I could be wrong, but it looked like Charlotte went after the wrong knee, which made them have to switch. So I, I truly believe this one is a is a work. It's not it's not a true injury. Well, let's hope it's just a work and not an injury because the knee injury could set you back for a while well, and definitely building up to mania. You, she definitely doesn't want that now that she's in the main event. Well, you would think you would think making Becky and Ronda the main event, they want to make sure they protect those two and keep them healthy for a main event match, the first ever time a woman match will main event mania. But then now. They've just announced that Ronda defends her title against Ruby Riot uh, next Sunday at Elimination Chamber. So I- I'm really not understanding that. If you're going to protect Becky, you he- really need to protect Ronda. Well, we can go situation. back to the last episode after our first episode when we were talking about Raw or Raw, at the Rumble, and I said the big question is where do you go from here? Is there's no clear. There was no clear picture coming after Rumble. There was no clear picture coming after Raw and SmackDown the following week after the Rumble. And even what, we're now two weeks removed from the Rumble and we're still no, there's still no clear cut thing because they're still, they've still shelved. Uh, there's no plans right now that we could see or anybody could see for Asuka and the SmackDown Women's Championship. And there's no plans for Charlotte right now. Charlotte just shows up to work and gets booted out of the ring and and bad mouse Becky, and, the, and then she's off. Then she's back to the back, and nothing. She's not wrestling, so they don't know what they're gonna do. Um, it seems that all we know right now is Becky won the rumble. She called out Ronda, and it's gonna be Becky and Ronda. I, I, with Charlotte coming out and continuing to cut promos on Becky, you'd almost think that they're leaning towards 
adding her. Because she did say that to Triple H. She's like, well, you know, if she's hurt, I'm available for the substitution. But if you are going to add her, you need to make that decision quickly. Quickly, so you got to build it up. Because you do something you, with Asuka. Because you have to have both women's titles with got, a big feud on WrestleMania. Yeah, because I've always said it's the biggest show on the biggest show that you got. At some point, I believe you need all titles on the line. But you know, there's going to be a few probably on a pre-show, and then there'll be a few scattered throughout the main card. But to me, that's mania. You gotta have the you gotta have these titles on the line. So yeah, you gotta have some type of plan or a backup plan. If you make that decision, if the creative makes the decision to have it a triple threat match and throw Charlotte in the mix, you gotta have a plan for Asuka and who's she gonna defend against at Mania. I mean, I clearly understand the thought process of adding Charlotte to this match. As of right now, the two biggest women stars in the company is Becky and Ronda. So as much over Becky is she's got that stone cold type push with the uh, she's fans definitely right got the, she's definitely got that push going right now. But if women are going to main event a pay per view, and you asked me this last year, Ben, I would have said it's Charlotte. Yes, as much as she's done for the women's division to get it to where it's at I now, mean, she's already since she came to the main card from NXT, she's already time a seven time champion already. So I can see it's, them saying, you know what, Charlotte's deserved it to be in that match. Even though right now the way the landscape's going, it clearly should be just a Becky versus Ronda. But if you're going to make that decision and put her in, which, you know, either way, whatever, make the decision, you got to do something with Asuka mm-hmm. to give enough time to build something up to make that title match relevant at, at Mania. I haven't seen in a short amount of time. They still have not fulfilled the full card for this next pay-per-view, which is a week away already. And you still haven't filled that card out yet. You already know we got the two elimination chambers. You've got the tag, SmackDown tag team titles are on the line. You're going to have Buddy Murphy defend the cruiserweight title, which is more likely going to be on the pre-show. And now that you just said they about just added Ronda Ruby versus Ronda, Ronda versus Ruby Riot Ronda. for the Raw title, so you, you still the card's still not filled, and you still got a one week to go. So. This week is going to be a hot, hot week on Raw and SmackDown, and um, they're going to have to make some. There's some big time changes. Well, if I was to predict, uh, I'd say we might see Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor for the IC title. Yeah, I think that because they night. they hinted that on Monday night last week on Raw. Yeah, I can see that being added on Monday night. I really don't know what direction they could go to add something on SmackDown, unless you have our truth defend the title. And you haven't seen him since he they put the. Tr- Put the belt on him. The after getting uh, beat by or beat up by Rusev and, and Nakamura after his two title defenses. Yeah, uh, I, I really don't know what you can add on on SmackDown, but you need to. You need to add something else from SmackDown. Yeah, because I mean, you got you got the chamber for the WWE title, and then you're gonna have. You still don't have a SmackDown Women's Title uh, sh- uh, match for Elimination Chamber, so. You really don't have. Looks like this might be a raw, heavy, pay-per-view. type of pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with Oscar. Like I said, I think it's going to depend on make that decision quick. If Charlotte's getting in that main event, it's got to be. And, you got to uh, make it quick. Uh, the creative you, can't hold hold back any longer. And if you do, maybe this Ronda Ruby Riot match is building Ruby up. But the only way to get Ruby on SmackDown. 
to start something with Asuka to lead up to Mania because I think Ruby would be one of the more deserving candidates if you put Charlotte in that in that main event would be the Riot Squad wins the tag title so Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan are defending the titles and on SmackDown and Ruby's with them and then maybe they can come in and, and start an angle with uh, Ruby and Asuka um, I don't really know who else on the SmackDown roster now that uh, obviously they're going to go with this uh, Naomi Carmella thing I think beyond Elimination Chamber because of the Mandy uh, Naomi thing, and Naomi's gonna have to have somebody to have her back against uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville. So I, I I really don't know right now. That's why Creative's gonna have to stop waiting around. You've got right now currently you've got one week away from the Elimination Chamber. Then after Elimination Chamber, you still you got three short weeks until Fastlane, and then you got another. Three weeks until Mania. Three or four, yeah. Th- it might be four uh, between Fastlane and... Not, yeah, I think it's three. It might be three because it was three between the Rumble yeah. and Elimination Chamber. And that how quickly that three weeks have went by. And here we are one week away from Elimination Chamber. And then now we're going to have three weeks away from Fastlane. So something's got to be put in the gears and turn it up, the, turn it up and get something going because... Mania is going to be around the corner, and before we know it, right before you know it, because eliminate the three weeks between the Rumble and Eliminated Chamber has flown by, and now it's going to fly between Oak Chamber and Fastlane, and then then after Fastlane, you got the Mania three weeks. Then you get the Mania will be here, and you better creative better get on the get on the ball and uh, make things start making things happen, or. WrestleMania is not going to be very good, and you definitely need to make some decisions quickly. And you're going to Mania's going this year's in New York, so you know uh, you got to bring it when you go to New York. So something's got to they got to get it going real quickly here. So hopefully we'll find out this week on yeah, Raw and SmackDown. We'll see on SmackDown what's going on with Asuka. Which this week, uh, this week, uh, Raw and SmackDown are in our neck of the woods. Uh, Grand Rapids for Raw and Toledo, Ohio for. Um, Smackdown, but uh, they got to get it going. It's going to be real quick and uh, figure it out. Figure it out. That's the bottom line. We're going to figure it out. The rest of the fans want to know. You kept talking about the McMahon said the unit, the WWE universe is they're they listening to you. Well, we got to speak up and say we want it. You got to get going. All right. Well, you know our last show that we uh, just put out, we recorded on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and I know at the end I asked you who you think was going to win, and obviously it didn't go either of our ways. But uh, That was not a very good Super Bowl. There was only one good thing that happened on Super Bowl Sunday, and then hats off to the WWE for halftime heat because the NXT superstars brought it, oh, it, it on was halftime on. heat. I was reading that that match was the highest rated NXT match live since NXT has been the version, the product of NXT. Well, you take a look at who you had in that match. You had probably your six top stars. Oh, absolutely. In NXT right now, and they were just going at it and bringing it. Um, It was was a phenomenal match, but uh, Velveteen Dream and... Aleister Black and Ricochet got the win. Um, Over uh, Adam Cole and... uh, Johnny Gar- and Chompo and uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, Johnny but- Halftime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Halftime. Um, 
But yeah, it was a phenomenal match. They were all over, and uh, I didn't realize it until I went. I'm like, that's not full sale. They were at the performance center. They put about 100, 200 people into a performance center, and it, and it was a great match. What was brilliant that Triple H did with this was the previous halftime heat when it was Rock Mankind in an empty arena. This time, they didn't rent or lease an arena out. So they weren't paying for the arena, the lights, and all that stuff, the production crew to be there. They brought some bleachers, old school bleachers, into the performance center. Maybe put 100, 150, maybe 200 people into the performance center. And it was a great, phenomenal, a little intimate. Intimate. It kind of reminds you of the old days of the independence where you're in the little municipal auditoriums or the little civic centers or the VFW halls. You know, kind of reminded me of old school... WCW. Yes. NWA. Yes. NWA. Yes. 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 It, it had that kind of had feel. Had that feel. To it. Had that feel. And somebody who just surprised the heck out of me, and I think he might have a new calling in the WWE, it was the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. He was there uh, doing color commentary, and he was phenomenal. He was just, he was so, I don't think he realized, he was so blown away by the NXT superstars. He He was on his feet. He was wanting to get in the ring because he was excited about it, and that was to bring that excitement to uh, the color commentary was excellent. Well, the only issue I have with Shawn Michaels on the color commentary is sometimes he's hard to understand. He kind of gets excited because he's such a fan. That's what it is. He's excited. And he's so happy for these guys that sometimes he was getting a little excited and you couldn't understand him. Uh, but I thought other than that, he did. I mean, he, a former wrestler who's been in the ring as long as he has, it's just an easy transition to call matches. It's easy, yeah. It's an easy transition. And he did a heck of a job because I don't think I've ever heard him do anything like that before. And he did a phenomenal job. And he was excited about it. He was just in. He was into it as much as the crowd was chanting, "This is awesome!" and NXT. And I mean, I can tell you, Triple H was probably there in the back. There was just probably smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, those six guys are the future of WWE. Yeah, and the funniest thing is, yeah, you might just leave them where they're at and just build NXT around them them six. Well, I think we might see Aleister Black sooner than the other ones. Because I think Aleister Black is ready to main event on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I could see him, I could see him with an Intercontinental or a United States belt around his waist before he makes that next step into uh, WWE or... WWE or whenever we do, whenever Brock Lesnar decides to uh, get rid of the Universal title and go uh, have an MMA fight again, uh, but uh, yeah, Alistair definitely would be uh, would definitely work on the main card because he got a big big pop at the Rumble. Uh, all the NXT guys did, all of them did at the Rumble um, because uh, the fans are at, definitely are watching NXT along with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It- Every time they go out there on a takeover, wherever Gargano is, it seems like that match steals the show. That's another one that's special. Um, how great Ciampa is as a heel champion, No one, the fans don't like him. And, and he does a fantastic job. He does his job. And, yeah, he's a true heel. He's a true and heel. then you have... Probably one of the best workers in NXT right now, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, phenomenal. I like him a lot. Like him a lot. I liked him back in Ring of Honor. 
Um, I liked him when he was uh, with the Ring of Honor and to work with the Bullet Club. He was excellent. I'm, I'm a big Adam Cole guy. Now, that's the one I'm almost afraid to get sent to the main roster. Yeah, because... I don't know with him what or you, the rest of the Undisputed Era what they could do with him. Because they a lot of people were shocked. Even I was shocked that, because the year before, Adam Cole got a, the, probably the biggest pop in the Royal Rumble when he got introduced. and uh, But you didn't see any... You thought that maybe you'd see the Undisputed Era in the Rumble, but you didn't see them at all because they lost the night before uh, their tag team titles to the War Raiders. This new um, War Games 2.0 that Triple H has come up with um, is kind of, when you think about War Games, NXT, you the, think about Undisputed Era. They're kind, yeah, because they're like, kind of reminiscent back of in the, the day of the Horsemen. When you thought War Games, it was a Horseman versus somebody, some form of Dusty Rose or... The some road warriors, road sting, warriors, sting, like some that. version of. So, but you always seen it was always the horseman taking on somebody in the on, on WCW. So you almost don't want to break that dynamic. That's why I say that maybe Adam Cole would be better suited for a while to take the reins and, and handle NXT while the other ones get um, uh, get called. Yeah, because you know he did make that promise um, late last year. He did say that the undisputed era will have gold around their waist. In 2019, so it's early in 2019. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes for Undisputed Era. But I'm a big, big supporter and big, huge, uh, big fans of uh, Undisputed Era because I like the way they can shock the system. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they are. And they, they certainly have since they formed in NXT. Definitely phenomenal. Well, uh, we're gonna switch some gears here. There's some big time. Uh, we're gonna switch gears away from the WWE. And we're going to switch on probably to the biggest talk right now in uh, independent wrestling, and uh, which is uh, all elite wrestling. And they Ooh, had exciting, another, exciting. another, another big uh, rally, as they're calling it. Uh, big announcements um, happened this past week, and uh, Dan's got some details on that. So Thursday, last Thursday the ninth, they had what they call the AEW ticket announcement party. It was at um, the MGM Grand poolside um, at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, Eastern it's the time. elite. Oh, of course, it's the elite. Um, and what I love about the Young Bucks and Cody is they've become mainstream using the internet. This thing, uh, you could stream it on the Being the Elite YouTube channel, the Young Bucks uh, Facebook page. Um, AEW's Twitter account and Brandy Rhodes' is Instagram. And um, they're definitely working the social media. Yeah, I for sure. You've they've definitely got over without a TV, a main mainstream TV deal and and the promotions. Hey, that that's they how they for. sold out All In last year when they had their first pay per view for All In, and um, that just tore up. And it was all done by it was done by social media and. Basically by word of mouth and uh, getting out there. Yeah, because not everybody gets Sinclair Broadcasting to get Ring of Honor, and and not many people get access to see New Japan. So um, it definitely, the internet really pushed and got all in sold out as quickly as it was. But um, so what? So what happened at this uh, yeah. ticket announcement or rally at so Poolside? The rally started off with Cody Rhodes announcing how they were going to sell tickets, when tickets were going on sale. So basically, they've done a pretty cool thing. It started that night up through tonight, Sunday night. Um, 
you go onto their website and you sign up for pre-ticket sales and Monday morning at 8 a.m. around 8 a.m. you're gonna get a like a pin number or a promo code emailed to you and at that point on Monday afternoon at noon Eastern time you'll get to go on to start to buy tickets well if you don't get one of these uh, promo codes to get the pre-sale ticket sales to the public start on Wednesday this coming week so apparently when they made the announcement on on the um, on the pool party that it took minutes and the site crashed uh, they came on they said don't worry we're gonna get it back up and the pre-sales will be available all weekend so don't so don't you know so don't get upset don't don't freak out um, they finally officially announced the very first match for All In. Oh, I'm sorry, Double or Nothing. Um, Hangman Page. Hangman Page come out, um, cut a promo again about how he wants to be the first world champion of All Elite Wrestling. And at the original rally, Pac shows up, formerly known as Neville in WWE. Well, this time he was... It was closed circuit. It, you know, it was a recorded message. He wasn't live in Vegas. Um, so basically, they booked the first match for Double or Nothing. It's going to be Hangman Page versus Pac. And, and if anyone saw All In, Adam Page may have stole the show at All In in his, mat, his street fight. So... This is going to be another phenomenal match, and to start with that as your first match announced, it, you know, it's pretty special. Um, then we had some favorites of SCU coming out, and they did a kind of a a reannouncement of the partnership with OWE, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, basically. The agreement and that's out China. Correct? That is in China. So there was a J Japanese wrestling legend who actually gave the Young Bucks their first big break in Japan. Um, his name's Sima, and he felt like he did all he could in Japan. So he packed up and got with some business investors and started the promotion in China. So, SCU, which is Christopher Daniels, uh, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian, they basically challenged SEMA to bring his best two guys from OWE and have a six-man tag match. So, SEMA accepted the match. Um, they had the president of OWE there and a top-ranking advisor or official for the company. Um, so, that was pretty neat. Um... Someone that Christopher Daniels has known and wrestled with for 15, 20 years. So it, it's going to be a great match. Uh, check out OWE. Get a chance. Go on Twitter. Um, go on social media. Check out OWE, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. These guys are good. These these guys are really good. So so that definitely is going to be a very, very good match. Oh. The six-man match. Oh, exactly. The next, they announced a new partnership. There was a lot of news. I mean, when when Cody and the Bucks do it, they do it big. <laughs> That's how Cody Rhodes is. He does As they it big. say, it's being elite. Yeah. 
So they announced a partnership with AAA Mexico, Lucha Libre AAA Mexico. That's the top promotion in Mexico, correct? It is. It is basically the WWE of Mexico. If you look at the top promotions around, you got WWE, New Japan, AAA's right there. AAA's right there. So they announced the partnership with them. There's going to be talent exchange. So AEW talent will go to AAA and be on AAA shows. And AAA talent will be here in AEW doing the shows. They did announce that they did sign their first AAA talent exchange is the AAA Cruiserweight Champion Sammy Guevara. Another one, if you haven't heard of Sammy Guevara, go on YouTube, go on Twitter. Sammy Guevara is extremely, extremely high talent. And he come out with his AAA belt. We might see that AAA belt defended. Defended. Oh, yeah, that'd be at, great. At double that'd be nothing. big for AAA. That's, that, would that would be, be big, big for, for AAA. AAA. That would be big because if you remember on All In, they did have the Ring of Honor heavyweight title defended Jay Lethal and Flip Morgan. Yeah, because that would be big for AAA because I don't think AAA's ever defended the title outside of Mexico. Um, that'd be huge. Yeah. I'd, that'd be give a bigger audience yeah, outside of uh, Mexico. It would definitely help. Um, they also announced some more talent. Sonny Kiss, who is... Um, AEW's doing this right. They are going out and getting the best talent regardless of, you know, creed, sex, gender. Um, Sonny Kiss is another um, talent, another great talent, openly gay, but he is, he, he's a good worker in the ring. He's hes really good. He come out, passed out some, some t-shirts to the crowd, threw out some t-shirts to the crowd, um, cut a promo, on how he's going to come here and um, and take over AEW. And I like that everyone, I'm taking over. I'm taking over. Um, That's how you establish things. You don't see that too much. And the only person right now that's doing that right now in WWE, and that's Becky Lynch, is saying pretty much, I'm, take, I'm the man, I'm taking over. That's what you got to do to set the tone. And I do believe AEW, uh, all elite, um, I do believe I could I could I can almost feel it. I'm feeling that there's gonna be a big name in professional wrestling is gonna put their sign their name to the dotted line to be in all elite wrestling. Oh yeah, I mean, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's exciting. It definitely gives another option. The fact that it's backed by someone that has twice as much worth as the McMahon family. Um, these wrestlers know that you know when when. Cody Rhodes' reputation in the business, when he does something, he doesn't do something halfway. So it's definitely going to be. Nope, that's that pedigree that Cody Rhodes names. has got. Um, Brandy Rhodes comes out, talks about the women's division. They've really only announced, other than herself, two other talent for the women's division Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. So she comes out, she announces Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray's been on the independence for a while. She came out of Booker T's wrestling school, uh, Reality Wrestling, down in Houston. Um, according to Booker T, if you ask him in interviews, that he says 
she's probably the top talent to ever come out of reality wrestling. That's big coming from Booker T, who's a WWE Hall of Famer and and if you would and definitely a WCW uh, Hall of Famer. So that's 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 big. That's a big endorsement for her. And she's definitely got a name on the independents. Um, more mainstream fans, WWE fans, probably is not going to know the name Kylie Ray, but uh, she's definitely going to be your your baby face. Uh, women's wrestler on the roster. Um, next, Brandy brought out the second um, signing that was there live, and that was Nyla Rose. Um, Nyla Rose and Kylie Ray kind of got into it. Definitely looks like they're setting up Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose at uh, at Double or Nothing. Kylie Rose, the first uh, transgendered wrestler signed to the AEW roster. So like I said, um, Cody and, and, and the crew are definitely going out and finding the best talent available, regardless of their background, where they come from, uh, to put the most exciting entertainment out there. That's that's You want the best. Because, you know, with a name like All Elite, you got to have the best. Oh, you absolutely. Have the, you have to have the elite, the platinum, the, num- the, the, the top-notch talent that you can get and and uh they're doing it the right way and then brandy followed up with two more announcements on talent being signed uh the two talent were not there they're both from japan um aja kong and yuka sakazaki um I had no clue who Yuka Sakazaki was. But hey, you said that name right, though. I, I did. Yeah, I practiced that a few times before the show. Um, Asia Kong, I have seen. Um, she's a great talent. Um, definitely going to be a benefit to the uh, division that they're building in AEW for the women. And uh, Sakazaki, I went online and uh, checked out some of her stuff. Um, she's definitely more of a high flyer. Um, going to bring some excitement to that division. So um, I'd say so far Brandy's hitting it out of the park with the people that she's brought in to the company to represent that women's division for AEW. Yeah, it sounds like some big things brewing there for the women's division and, and all elite. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Because I know Cody goes all big. So what else did he uh, – what else happened? Well, then – of course, the Bucks came out. The you know the Young Bucks came out and they talked about how tag team wrestling is is dead in wrestling, and, and we've talked about this. We definitely just between on me it. and you, not on a show, but we've talked about it ourselves on how tag team wrestling is really not getting the credit it deserves. I know Ring of Honor is doing a great thing. They brought back uh, along with NWA. They're doing a joint venture of doing the Crockett Cup. Ooh, that's back big from time. From the NWA WCW days. If the true wrestling fans don't know, James Crockett was by far uh, back in the old days of the NWA. He was the biggest promotion, um, biggest associated most, with the NWA. Associated with the NWA, and that's where basically where you got the big names of. Uh, the NWA and WCW uh, were with, they all signed with Crockett. So the Bucks talked about how they set out when they first got in the business, you know, to stay together as a tag team. They wanted to take tag team wrestling to the next level. You see a lot of tag teams, you see a lot of, you know, brother teams that eventually Harlem Heat, uh, Booker T went on his own, Scott Steiner went on his own. 
And uh, yeah, I believe those two pushed well, the they other had to, ones they had out to the door. They had yeah. to, they had to, they actually had to put get in the ring with each other. Yeah. So they're definitely talking about making tag team wrestling and all the wrestling uh, a top priority. Um, so they announced the first tag team signing. Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T, the best friends. Uh, they spent the last several years in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Their contracts were up. Of course, with Young Bucks and Cody being a part of New Japan's roster, uh, roster with the exchange with Ring of Honor. You know, know all about Beretta and Taylor, Chucky e. T. And they brought him in. And they came out dressed as Razor Ramon when Scott Hall invaded WCW. The Outsiders? Yeah, the denim jeans with the denim vests. Basically saying that we're going to invade the tag team wrestling world. And we're doing it with all elite wrestling. That's good. Hey. Um, so like I said a little bit. Neither one of those guys are really great on the mic. Uh, Chucky, uh, Chuck Taylor's pretty good on the mic. Trent Beretta just says a few words. His mic skills are not the best, but his in-ring ability um, definitely bumps him up. But So the Young Bucks talked about can tag team match main event a major pay-per-view. Well, it looks like we're going to see WWE having the women main event a show. The Young Bucks want a tag team match to main event a pay-per-view at All Elite Wrestling. Um, as they're finishing up their their promo, getting ready to walk out, we hear the music of the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Um, they come out, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix just won the Impact Tag Team Championships. Um, the, I believe they're still the M Major League Wrestling MLW Tag Team Champions and the they come out and said the Young Bucks are saying that they're the best tag team in the world you forgot about us we're the best tag team in the world and then they start attacking the Young Bucks um, Matt Jackson gets pile-drived on the stage Matt Jackson has had a back injury with fans of the Young Bucks know. Um, he's had a bad back for a few years now. And he sold where he didn't have feeling in his hands. Um, like it like hit a nerve and he didn't have feeling in his hands. So it sounds like it's going to be set up a triple threat uh, match possibly for double or no, nothing. No, I, I, division. no I don't think they'll put uh, Trent Beretta and Chuck, Chuck Taylor in that match. I think they're going to have another tag team um, to wrestle them. I think they're definitely going to set up then Phoenix and uh, and Penta cut promos on how they're the best tag team in the world and they've been overlooked and they're going to prove to the Young Bucks. So they didn't officially announce Young Bucks versus um, the Lucha Brothers, but it definitely looks like it's looking in um, that direction. That match could honestly main event uh, double or nothing. Something we're going to be keeping our eyes on about this double or nothing card. So, paper, uh, the uh, pool party's wrapping up, and they had one final announcement. If anyone's been watching Being the Elite, when the Bucks and Cody and Adam Page 
made the double or nothing AEW wrestling announcement on New Year's Eve, New Year's morning, that um, the big thing was they had a timer on their phones. SCU was the same way. They all had timers on their phones that was counting down to January 1st. And part of the Being Elite skit after um, January 1st was Kenny Omega had lost his phone. They find, they take a camera to his phone laying in the in the middle of the of um, outside of the TGI Fridays in uh, Tokyo, and his phone is ticking down. On the most recent episode of Being Elite last week, he's talking on the phone to Nick, and the count countdown on his phone was to the date of the pool party, the ticket announcement show. And it was made official, the hottest free agent in professional wrestling, Kenny Omega, has signed an exclusive deal with All Elite Wrestling. So he turned that big contract down that Triple H offered him to come to the WWE. Well, you might think that he turned down a big deal, but Kenny Omega has been named the fourth executive vice president of All Elite Wrestling. So not only is he going to be a full-time on-air talent. He is also an executive vice president. Um, Kenny signed a four-year deal, which the interesting part with that is... Is that an in-ring deal? Um, as a full-time, as he called it in his speech, he was a full-time associate of All Elite Wrestling. Hmm. So the funny thing about it is, is that Cody, the Young Bucks, and Adam Page have reportedly signed five-year deals. Hmm. But Kenny's is apparently four-year deal. Um, but to pass up WWE, probably not going to be in the main event pitcher to not only be... Which would be a shame if he wasn't, so I understand. to be heavily... Um, He's where he needs to be. To be He's, heavily used... He needs to be with All Elite. For All Elite Wrestling and the fact that he now completes the quadrant of the executive vice presidents for the company. Um, <laughs> to me, that's not a deal you can pass up. No, no, not at all. And once he did his um, his promo, how uh, he's here, he's full-time, he's exclusive, um, then Jericho's music hit. Ooh. Yeah, Chris Jericho came out, anyone knows... A few years ago when Jericho made his New Japan Wrestling debut, he attacked Kenny Omega, which set up what they called Alpha versus Omega. And that was a phenomenal match. It was. It was uh, definitely... Uh, I'm not big on Dave Meltzer's star ratings, but I, I believe it was about a four or four and a half star out of five. It was definitely a phenomenal match. They've teased um, them since... I know on the Jericho Cruise, they did have a six-man tag match where it was um, the Young Bucks and Jericho versus Cody, Marty Skrull, and Kenny Omega. But this will be the, the second time they've had a one-on-one -on -one match, and the match is set for um, double or nothing, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. So it's Alpha Omega 2. That'll be, if anything, like the first one, people. If you have not seen it, go look it up. 
It's on New Japan. It's probably Jericho's. Probably th- they'll you'll find it. Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Find it. Watch that match. You will not be disappointed at all in that match. So for a promotion that hasn't put out a single wrestling show, a single wrestling pay-per-view, the buzz is definitely there. So far, we know we're going to have Adam Page versus Pac. We're going to have SCU versus OWE. We're going to have Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Looks like we're going to have the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. This card is definitely it's filling up fast. Filling up fast. Um, they also have on Cody's YouTube channel. If you're not a follower of Being the Elite, you need to follow them. If you're not a follower on YouTube of the Nightmare Family, you need to follow them. They're doing a show called The Road to Double or Nothing. Basically, it's a behind-the-scenes look of Cody Rose on his day-to-day as executive vice president of the company, scouting talent, and bringing in new talent and what it takes to book a major show like Double or Nothing. They're definitely teasing who his opponent will be on The Road to Double or Nothing. Uh, From what I heard... On Twitter today, he did a Q&A while he was waiting for his plane in Vegas to take off that was delayed. That um, They have three people in the running right now that they're trying to negotiate with. He says, cross his fingers, that the announcement can be made soon. But you know that's going to be huge, whoever Cody ends up facing at uh, Double or Nothing. will be huge. So this is, definitely, huge. this is definitely turning out to be... An amazing event and might be one of the best pay-per-views in 2019 across the board. And that might be hard to say because Wrestle Kingdom this year was so good um, for New Japan that um, to say this one might top top it, um, it's looking like it might be that way. Yep, because we all know that uh, if you do watch WWE, uh, All Elite Wrestling is definitely on the mind of the McMahon family. They are heavily, heavily concerned about what All Elite Wrestling is going to do to uh, WWE. With all the talent that's asked for releases from the WWE. And we all know what they want to do. And it's the, the writings on the wall. They want to go to where the best of the best is at. And that's where they're all going is to All Elite Wrestling. They've already announced that Dean Ambrose is not re-signing when his contract's up after WrestleMania. Um, it's been thrown out there that Dolph's contract is, is coming to an end. And he turned down a deal to become a backstage producer. If that information is true, which I believe um, I believe Dave Meltzer put that out there, um, that he's still under contract, but it, they're not using him at the moment. They did make a surprise at Rumble, but I think that was a case where Dolph lived in Phoenix and someone didn't pan some out last yep, last minute that he was thrown in there. But um, you can definitely see some guys. And there is a contract dispute with the stars of Lucha Underground and uh, a lawsuit's been filed to get wrestlers out of their contracts with Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is a kind of a niche in the wrestling business. Yes, I'm not a big fan as Lucha as a whole. I'm more of the talent. 
the uh, the in ring matches that Lucha Underground puts on are phenomenal, but it's the, put together like a production, like as a television show. They have yeah, and it's confusing. They if have, you're a true wrestling fan, you sit there and watch Lucha Underground. If you're just gonna watch it for the talent, then you're in for a show. But if you're also as I am, want to know about the storyline. It's confusing as heck. Well, That's the first thing I said. Well, was, the, the one is, time I watched it, I said, this is a TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show. The storyline is confusing. It was originally the president commissioner that ran Lucha Underground was like a Mexican drug lord. And they brought in wrestlers who were undercover detectives to try to bust him. And, it, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, more of a television uh, production. And That's I guess the issue crazy. is they have these wrestlers signed to a fifth season because they do run it in seasons just like it's a television show. But they don't have the season set to air. There's no date that even if it will come out. And Lucha Underground doesn't want to let these people out of their contracts. But I guess technically they are under contract with the El Rey Network not the Lucha Underground promotion. So some of their top stars, uh, King Cuerdo, have filed a class action lawsuit, and it was joined in by Joey Ryan and Evelise to say that um, they were paid per episode that they appeared on was how they were paid. And since they were employed by the network and not an actual wrestling promotion, that they shouldn't have to sit out and can't sign somewhere exclusively until uh, El Rey Network and Lucha Underground decides if they're even going to put the fifth season out there. Um, but those three are definitely ones that I can see All Elite Wrestling wanting. Um, Evelise, I think, would be the the inaugural women's champion if she's able to come over and all the all the partnerships with Joey Ryan Joey Ryan had a big role in a uh, being the elite storyline leading up to All In he made an appearance at All In and they started a feud between him and Adam Page that was on social media on the being the elite um, so those three definitely would be talent that could come in. There's been rumors about Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose might just go away for a while um, and just take some time away from wrestling. Dolph would be another one that I could see being too busy to come to a wrestling organization, but the schedule they say is going to be a lot lighter because they want to preserve the wrestlers' bodies. I think that I injuries. think that would be very appealing to Dolph. That might be, be appealing to Dolph. The but schedule, because you know, as everybody knows, WWE schedules are brutal, yeah. brutal. Basically, you pretty much had to say, "I need time off to heal my body," and when you're working 200 dates a year. I mean, even before that, it was more than that. You were working in the 300s, and there's only 365 days in the calendar year, and you're working 330 of those 365. That used to be brutal. I know WWE's chained it back a little bit, but it's still pretty brutal. I mean, if Dolph could get away with getting his time away to do his stand-up comedy and his stuff he's got going on with his brother, they, they do some, some stand-up, more like entertainment, like two-man shows. 
Um, it'd definitely be something if he would have time to do that. I think AEW would definitely be enticing. I, I, I think Cody to get talent there, to even names that are. I think he would be very flexible in uh, in allowing these uh, allowing the talent to uh, come in and and be a part of all elite wrestling. I think that'd be no doubt about it. Because I think because Dusty did that in WCW when he was running things and when WCW was good and when Dusty was running things and Dusty was like that. I mean, Dusty knows that. I mean, professional wrestling takes its toll on your body. Uh, you know, people say, "Well, it's fake." Well, no, it's not fake. You actually have to still have to go out and physically put yourself through hell to portray the storyline and. That's where it always gets me. When people say it's fake, I have to say, no, it's not, because it's real, because you still have to physically go out there and perform. And I don't think this is the last of the announcements for All Elite Wrestling. I can see another one of these rallies before Double or Nothing. Uh, the word out there is that they have two TV deals that they're deciding between right now. Um, I'm sure they'll have something special to announce the television deal. Uh, but as of right now, I just want to go through, uh, Ben, and go over who is now technically with AEW, yeah, whether it's the, contract the or is there under a talent exchange Let's agreement. go through the official roster for All Elite Wrestling. So we got, of course, Cody Rhodes. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega, they will all be full-time in the ring, and they are all the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. We have Chris Jericho. We have Adam Hangman Page. Christopher Daniels of SCU will also serve in the role of head of talent relations. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, SCU. Scorpio Sky, SCU. Um, they're not signed to AEW, but with the talent exchange with AAA... It looks like uh, we'll see Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix more than just for Double or Nothing. We have MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Pac, formerly known as Neville, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor. They've signed Jimmy Havoc, Sammy Guevara, Joey Janela, Jungle Boy, who is the son of Luke Perry from 90210. Sonny Kiss, SEMA, and the OWE and AAA Talent Exchange rosters. Now we're going to go to the women's roster. As of right now, we have Brandi Rhodes, who is also the Chief Brand Officer and, and Women's Talent Scout. Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose. And here are some other roles that are behind the scenes that have been announced for AEW. Their broadcast team will be Alex Marvez and Excalibur. Excalibur was part of the announced team for All In. Uh, he does phenomenal work. Billy Gunn and BJ Whitmer are your producers and slash agents. Billy Gunn is actually the head producer for All Elite Wrestling. Michael Calario is the AEW coordinator. He coordinates the business with the wrestlers and booking flights and booking accommodations and handles the actual physical process of signing the wrestlers and getting them into the company. Um, Shad Khan, who is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, is the owner of the All Elite Wrestling. 
Tony Khan will be the president and chief executive officer. Dana Massey is the chief merchandise officer. Dana Massey is the wife of Matt Jackson. She handled all the merch uh, for the Young Bucks throughout their entire career. So this isn't just something she's been hand, you know, hand given. Um, she's designed all their shirts. She's designed all their merchandise. She's designed their ring attire, their jackets they wear to the ring. Um, so this is definitely something that she's qualified to do. And Chris Harrington is the vice president of business strategy. So they not only have they built a roster on television, they've built those roles. They've built a um, strong behind the scenes. Yeah, they've uh, built those the um, those roles that you need to actually run yes. the company and yes. support uh, what we see on television and what we see on pay per view coming up for um, AEW. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, AWE is shaping up to uh, going to turn some heads when they actually start. Uh, we start seeing pay per views and. When they get hammered down a TV deal, and we can start seeing them on a weekly, weekly uh, basis, uh, and uh, like I like I said before, I think there's some more talent going to be coming to uh, all elite wrestling for sure. I don't think this is the last announcement. Like I said, we got Double or Nothing, uh, the Road to Double or Nothing. Cody has announced a signing on every. There's been two shows. He's announced a signing on both shows. First, it was Jungle Boy, and then it was J- Jimmy Havoc. So I definitely think that's somewhere where they're going to use the platform to announce talent that have either signed with the company or will be with them as a talent exchange um, with the other promotions that they that they um, link up with. There's also been rumored that uh, they may have a talent exchange with Impact, which if you've got Mexico, you've got Canada, and you've got China covered... Um, <laughs> You you've got some good you, talent. You covered your basis on to, talent um, for sure. For in, as you could say, I guess you'd say international talent. You definitely got that covered um, with those uh, working relationships with those organizations. Uh, exciting times for AEW, and there's going to be more to come. More to come, and we're going to keep you updated on all of it. You can catch all the exclusive news outside of. If you don't follow them, you can. You will definitely. We'll recap it here on uh, the gaming table, and. Uh, We've got an exciting, another exciting week. Hopefully for the WWE, though the creative team will uh, be. Uh, I'm very crucial, <laughs> crucial on this WWE creative team right now because you need to get yourself going. And uh, hopefully this week we'll get some, uh, we'll get that uh, Elimination Chamber uh, card hammered down more, and we're gonna we'll do uh, we'll have our preview show for the Elimination Chamber coming up in the next episode, and um, and. And we'll do a lot more things. I think we're going to need to, uh, we may to, uh, we're going to address them. We'll have some certain things. Uh, I think maybe we're, maybe we need to start addressing maybe uh, my Mount Rushmore and, and Dan's Mount Rushmore. We we'll, can, I think we'll start with, uh, what do you think? We think tag team. We start with tag team Mount Rushmore. I'd like to do a past, present, and future Mount We can Rushmore. do it all. We're going to do it all. We're going to do it all. That's just something we're, we may start. Well, I think we're going to veil one, maybe one each time. Yeah, add a segment. We'll, look, we'll just we'll ease it into you, and then we'll recap it all. But we got a hot, more things come. You know, obviously we got Mania coming up here in about six eight weeks. Six eight weeks now, which will be flyby. So definitely, we're going to be uh, hot and heavy on Mania. You know, we'll have three week. We got a week out till Chamber. We got three weeks out the Fast Lane, and then of course three short weeks. Of until Mania, and uh, hopefully, uh, 
things will start shaping up for that card, and we'll keep you up to date on all uh, a uh, all elite wrestling um, news and breaking news. And we'll also need to touch on the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yes, we will definitely touch on that. We might touch on that. Did we'll they start... announce the Heart Foundation? There's this. It's rumors? not official. Okay. It's a rumor. Um, when I heard that, I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's uh, time." I Jimmy think... Hart and Bret Hart's in, and I say just put, I just put the Anvil in by itself, but. But you know, Anvil Jim Anvil was a part of that Heart Foundation, the tag team. The, they're, they're going as the original. From what I heard, it's the original Heart Foundation, which is Bret Hart and. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Bret Hart, Jimmy Hart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Yes, that's the original Hart Foundation, and um, that's the rumor I heard. It's not been official. It might happen this week that they officially. That might be. Um, that might be the first. Uh, first. Uh, and it may be official, and we just haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet, but the, I heard the rumor is that the, the original, original Hart Foundation, Bret the Hitman Hart. Jim, Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart, and uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. That's the rumor, but uh, we'll lock that down. We'll even maybe see. Uh, maybe we'll uh, give ours a little projections on this year who maybe we could come up with. Maybe our 2019 yeah. WWE Hall of Fame class. And we'll definitely discuss that in future episodes as we go on to. Well, obviously, it'll be between this and Mania, so because that's always uh, part of the WrestleMania festivities. And uh, as always, we are the Brothers of the D. I'm Big Ben. I'm the Dan Brewer. And we'll see you next time right here on the Gimmick Table. <laughs>